we golf. Therefore, the Tao is. This is subtitled, We Intuit the Tao. That's why our active hobbies engage us. So I start this off with a little quote from Plato, his, one of his latest works, and I think the longest, actually, I think it's longer than the Republic, um, the laws. The quote goes, One should live out one's days playing at certain games, sacrificing singing and dancing. That's actually a quote I found in James Shaw's The Unseriousness of Human Affairs. And the point of that quote, at least as used by Shaw, is... There's certain things we do for their own sake, not for anything else. And that's kind of funny. That's kind of where this article was going, or this podcast was going originally, but I've kind of veered off, taking a different angle. But I think I'll come back to that because there are certain things we do for their own sake. And I think golf and hobbies are, are those, those type of things. So anyway, do you have an active hobby? If you do, good. You probably intuit the Tao. I say active hobby because I'm distinguishing things like gardening, golf, and cooking, active, from watching TV and eating, inactive. When I was looking for like the world's most popular hobbies or the most popular hobbies in the United States, I, <laughs> I got like TV watching and, and eating. <laughs> it's like cheese peas. I didn't think of those as hobbies, but. I suppose they are. Um, anyway, active hobbies require a fair amount of engagement. So consider golf. Now, full disclosure, I got into golf briefly, even established a handicap. Awful, but at least I had one. Getting get a handicap re requires to be proficient or at least do it enough to get enough scores. And if your scores are just too freaking high, they don't have anything over 36. So I actually got down to the high 20s, but no matter. Think about golf. You need to manipulate the club. You need to understand distance and slope. You need to see how distance and slope interact with the different clubs. You need to determine to appreciate weather conditions. You need to understand a freaking ton of rules, as well as golf etiquette. You even need a rudimentary knowledge about turf. You, know, you have the rough, fairway, the apron, the greens. In short, golf entails a lot of calculation, measurement, and background knowledge, which you must then apply in the physical activity of wielding an instrument. In other words, it's involved. It's that involvement that helps make it a relaxing pursuit. Golf has enough quote-unquote moving parts to engage your attention thereby taking you away from the hustle and stress of everyday life for a few glorious hours. And then there's this, and if you go to the show notes, you'll see this douche throwing a <laughs> massive temper tantrum on the course. Actually, it happens all the time. So much so, if you search golf tantrum, you'll get more videos, gifts, memes, and images than dimples in a case of golf balls. Golf isn't serious. <laughs> That's what makes it relaxing. But to be proficient at it, you need to engage it like it's serious, even though it means we run the risk of becoming that guy. And I'm referring to the temper tantrum dude. 
the Tao intuition. Okay, go back to the reality spectrum. You have the active existence slash Tao on the left, which is prior, and that's a philosophical term, prior to essence slash accident, which is prior to being slash substance. Essence defines being, accidents define substance. You know, they help you, they say what those things are. But the act of existence in Tao is on completely different than those things, or it's part of the same spectrum, but it's prior to all that. So from the Aldous Huxley approach from Doors of Perception, the reality spectrum looks like this. Act of existence, door, essence, and being on the other side. Or the Tao, accident, substance, or you know the Tao, then there's the door, accident, substance on the other side. Everyday life is on the right side of that door. And all things on the right side of that door are wrapped in subject-object. Action, for instance, always has a subject, an actor, and object, the thing acted upon. Language, too, is wrapped in subject-object. Adjectivized nouns, verb adverbially, on subjects and objects that we can measure, judge, or count. Even our thoughts. Look at your moment-by-moment day, including the thought parade that marches through it. It's all subject-object all the freaking time. You're either focused on something, or obsessing about yourself, or maybe both. Now, if there is the Tao reality, the world of subject-object isn't it. (laughs) No matter how you want to define it, it ain't part of subject-object. Every piece of evidence for the Tao, and this is like the fourth podcast talking about it, and I give you links to the show notes if you go back to these show notes of the three previous articles or essays. Anyway, every piece of evidence for the Tao is wrapped in non-evidence. Evidence that there is something that is neither subject nor object that stands quote-unquote beyond on the other side of that door. And if there is that Tao reality, we have an intuition for it. That's crucial. If there is that Tao reality beyond subject-object, we have an intuition for it. We want to be in it, even if we don't know we want to be in it. As a corollary, we want to get out of the right two-thirds of the reality spectrum to escape the world of subject-object. If you live in Detroit, you probably dream occasionally about escaping to an exotic location like Hawaii. But such a trip first requires you to leave Detroit. I think this is what an active hobby like golf lets us do. It helps us leave the world of subject-object, even if the hobby requires some upfront work. Packing up, getting on the road, dealing with Detroit traffic. Golf isn't relaxing for the beginner. In fact, like anything worth pursuing, it's fraught with frustration and stress. The relaxation sets in after golf habits start to form. If you're on the tee box, checking your grip, measuring your distance as you address the ball, wondering if your feet are at shoulder width, that ain't relaxation. (laughs) It's once those things become habitual and that's a crucial concept, by, by the way, habit. I thoroughly believe we, we can never will ourselves with any, to do anything because will is based like, on knowledge. 
whereas habit is based on being or the ontological reality of the Tao. So everything's got to be habit. That's why virtue and vice have to become habit. Well, virtue anyway. <laughs> anyway, back back to the text. It's once those things on the tea box become habitual and the associated thoughts contracted that relaxation starts. All the skills and knowledge fall into the background for the proficient golfer. He just plays. He is engaged in the game. He is taken outside of himself, suspended, as it were, between the subject, himself, and the object, the game. He is focused on something outside himself, thereby detaching him from subject. But that thing outside of himself, the game of golf, isn't very important and therefore is less likely to lead to the attachment and stress associated with focusing on something truly serious, like our jobs. In the words of Jungian analyst Robin Daniels, quote, play is an experience of the transitional area between subjective and objective, unquote. And that's in his most excellent book, The Virgin Eye. That transitional area is crucial. It lifts us out of the subject-object. takes us out of Detroit. <laughs> when we aren't enmeshed in subject or object, we are lifted out of the right side of the reality spectrum. And even though it's not the same thing as opening the door of reality and walking in, you know, it's not the same thing as arriving at our hotel in Hawaii, it allows us, we might say, a glimpse over the door. Specifically, it gives us a glimpsy feel of what it's like not to be trapped solely in the world of essence slash accident slash being substance because we are suspended between the right side of the reality spectrum's constitutive parts. You know, when our plane is in the air, after all, it feels pretty good, even if we're still far away from Hawaii. All right, so go back to that temper tantrum on the golf course. I don't claim to know why people lose a temper on the golf course, but it's obviously wrapped in taking the unserious seriously. A game is, by definition, unserious. But then we start to take it seriously and become that guy. Every active hobby runs this risk. The gardener frets when his flower bulbs don't come up. That's me, by the way, right now. <laughs> The fantasy football team owner freaks out when his quarterback takes a knee. The mushroomer gets angry when someone gets to her favorite spot first. Yet, despite their promise of frustration and disappointment, we pursue active hobbies, sometimes zealously, often at great expenditure of money, time, and energy. It makes sense. The Tao is the greatest thing, even if elusive. It makes sense that we spend enormous resources in its pursuit, even if not consciously, even if driven only by a vague intuition, and even if the pursuit, the active hobby, is merely the leaving part of the trip. We golf and bowl, brew beer, bird watch, and bake. Therefore, the Tao is. <laughs> <laughs>